Hello, my name is Andrea and welcome to my podcast. I'm really glad that you made it here. And this is the first episode in my podcast. I'm super excited to be starting this. I have been looking forward to this and I'm I'm so excited for everything that I have in store, all the ideas and all the topics that I want to touch on in this podcast. Um, and the, the way that this the idea for this podcast started was um, this idea of the 7,000 started with a blog. My first ever blog article I wrote in 2019 and the title was Dear Lonely Millennial and it was about how sometimes in serving God and even though you're fulfilled in ministry and in community, uh, in, in ministry, the community aspect can feel like it's lacking sometimes. And I wrote the article and I got a lot of feedback from that article. A lot of people DM'd me or messaged me um, telling me that they really resonated with the message of loneliness and of feeling isolated even in serving even in the church community um and it it made me realize that this isn't just an isolated event this isn't just something that me and people that i know are experiencing this is universal this is something that a lot of people are going through and what i find interesting is over the years i've noticed that it's not just millennials i thought millennials were the only ones that were going through this Although millennials, I think, are experiencing this in a completely different way and maybe in an expedited, in an exponential way. It's interesting to me that both married and single people feel lonely. Both people that live in big communities and big urban areas and people that live in the suburbs where the communities are a lot smaller. Um, Whether somebody is in Gen Z or a mom, it seems like loneliness is on the rise on a whole nother level. And I... I really thought about this question a lot and I wanted to know why are so many people lonely and I always thought that the problem was Instagram and I think to a certain extent it is. I think once Instagram rose to the popularity that it is at now, what used to be an opportunity for people to connect and get together became more about competition and community became more petty than meaningful and a lot of people forgot how to connect in an authentic way um and then on top of that if you're in the Romanian community there there was this idea of conventions and as exciting as those are and as encouraging as they are There are a lot of downsides that came with those too, where you're in a room filled with people, but because there are so many people, all the conversations that were happening were very 
superficial and a lot of people got caught up in having more and more and more friends from a lot of different places but it it's almost as if people spread themselves wide but thin you can't you can't spread yourself wide and deep you're either you're either shallow and wide or deep but have a small pond and instagram and conventions and all of these things kind of made people lack in community and on top of all of that 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 was the groundwork but on top of that once covid hit and we isolated and even after covid after the lockdowns were over the effects of covid are almost still here today they're they're almost these aftershocks or these scars where even though we have the freedom to meet again community was never the same after and connecting with other people almost seems temporary every time i think a lot of people are worn out from all of these attempts at connection that every time they do form a new connection they expect it to be temporary and there's only so much that you could give a relationship that you don't believe is going to make it in the long run so i think there's a number of factors but if you turn to first kings 19 um when elijah was surrounded by darkness and there was Jezebel and there was Ahab and there was a lot of idolatry happening and people were serving Baal, Baal. I've heard it said both ways. I'm going to go with Baal. Um, people were serving idols and he was kind of surrounded by this darkness, similarly to what we're facing now. There's darkness all around. I mean, look at Hollywood and look at the Satanism that is very blatant nowadays. And he was still fighting the good fight. He was still in ministry. He was still doing what God called him to do very faithfully. And yet, he found himself in a position where he was isolated in a cave asking God, what's it all worth it? I'm ready to die. And it's that famous passage where the angel comes and gives him a snack and then tells him to take a nap. Um, And as funny as that is, it was after that that God came and met him. And, you know, it says that there was first a wind, a strong wind that broke rocks, an earthquake, a fire. But God was not in those things. But then the still small voice um, spoke to him and basically told him his next steps, which were to anoint a king and a prophet in his place. And he said... Even though I'm anointing the next prophet, yet I have reserved 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. So even though there's all this idolatry around you, and even though people are going to perish because they're not following me, and even though you're supposed to anoint the next person, just so you know, this whole time you haven't been the only one. 
And I think a lot of us are in those same shoes, that same sentiment. Maybe we're burnt out from serving God and we feel alone. And society seems to be crumbling all around us. And if we focus on what is going wrong, we're never going to make it. We have to focus on hope for the future rather than what is going wrong. Um, There's a show that I used to watch with my family called Canada's Worst Drivers. And it's basically exactly what it sounds like. Uh, It's the worst drivers out there. They're all gathered and they basically go through a driver boot camp. Or they face different challenges that teach them different aspects of driving. And in one of the challenges, they are on a racetrack. And on this racetrack, they have to go at a certain speed. But there's a a certain bend that everybody finds challenging. And they literally have a wall in front of the car, except for where the bend is. And almost every single driver hits the wall. And there was one specific contestant that hit it over and over and over. And I'll never forget what the instructor told him. He said, you keep hitting the wall because you keep focusing on it. If you look at the wall, your hands are going to follow where your eyes are looking your steering wheel is going to follow what your eyes are focusing on don't look at the wall look at the road look at the bend you're trying to make and sure enough that advice was the piece of advice you needed to pass the challenge and not hit the wall and make the turn and so many times in our christian walk we're looking at all this discouragement around us and um you know, the devil comes in and says, look at, look at everything that I'm doing. And look, I'm isolating you and you're lonely. And there's all this fear and all these messages. And if we focus on that, we're going to hit discouragement. We're going to hit a wall, literally, in our walk. Um, but this podcast is for those of us that have been serving God and maybe feel alone. We feel like there's nobody else and we are the only ones in this fight. You're not the only one. There are still 7,000 that not everybody has bowed their knee to Baal Ball. In fact, after COVID, I feel like a lot of people are returning to faith. One of the reasons why I think specifically millennials are facing loneliness is because our millennial generation was hit with new things like drugs, um, like the internet. So much was thrown at us all at once. And I think a lot of millennials fell away from the faith or stopped going to church or stopped practicing the faith um when i look at gen z there are so many people in gen z and you the interesting thing is when i was the age that gen z is i still felt alone 
when I was 21 or 22, I remember looking around and feeling like, wow, there are not that many people my age in my church community anymore. But now that Gen Zers are 21 and 22, there are so many of them. And it makes me excited because I see they learned from our mistakes. They learned from the mistakes that millennials have made. And that's how it's supposed to be. You're supposed to look at the generation ahead of you and learn from them. Um, so I have a lot of hope for Gen Z, but even for millennials, because I see that there's almost this shift, this return to God. Um, and that that's what I want to focus these this podcast on, is that 7,000, that remnant, those people that feel like, they're alone whether you are a lonely millennial or whether you are gen z um a gen zer that just wants somebody to that has been there before to tell them what the journey is like and what to expect in the journey or whether you are maybe a mom that is tired of trying to make mom friends to no avail i think a lot of people feel isolated and they feel the same sentiment that elijah was in where he feels like he's the only one running um so for each of the episodes where it's gonna be devotional based such as this one where where i'm basing it on first kings 19 i want to make a little disclaimer Although I think that anybody can be encouraged from listening in on these, the Bible-based devotional type episodes, my goal is mainly to encourage girls and sisters in Christ. I'm a strong believer that women should be teaching women, not women teaching men. There's going to be other episodes where they're not devotional-based, where it's more about my experiences or about the Christian life, a lifestyle type podcast. Um, I have a lot, a lot of interesting topics on the rise that are loading. Um, and I'm really excited to dive into those with you. There's, there's so much to talk about, but I invite anybody that wants to listen in on these But when it comes to lessons from my personal devotional time with God, I just wanted to make that distinction clear. And I think a lot of people understand what I'm trying to get at um, without getting too deep into that. But um, so for each of the devotional episodes, one thing that I want to do is have reflection questions at the end. Um, Because when, when we're diving into God's word, there's so much that we could learn from it and so much that we could take into our personal lives and it really helps us see where we're at and really helps us to dive deeper um so i'm hoping to link these reflection questions to the podcast or maybe on youtube and to make it easily downloadable and printable so that you could print it out and write down your answers if you know me you know that i love devotionals i love writing devotionals so i want to bring that to this podcast um so without further ado here are the reflection questions the first one 
And remember, this is 1 Kings 19. Read it on your own if you have the time. Do you feel worn out of doing what is right? What is your ministry and in what area do you feel tired in? The Bible says, do not be weary of doing good. But we, we see that even Elijah felt weary of doing what is right. And sometimes it could feel like you're the only one that is doing the right thing. Do you feel worn out? The next question. God asks Elijah, what are you doing here? When he ran away into the cave. My question for you is, where are where are you running to? What is your here? What are you doing here? What is your here? Is it maybe doom scrolling on Instagram? Is that is that where you're running to in your loneliness and in your discouragement? Or maybe pity parties where you just feel like you're talking about these same issues over and and I've definitely been a victim to this where you're talking about the same issue over and over and over again but then you find yourself hitting a wall because you're focusing on the issue and these pity parties rather than focusing on what God is doing and what God can do. So what is your here? What are you doing here? The next question. God did not speak to Elijah through fire, through wind, and through the earthquake, through those big, loud waves. Discernment is one of the most important tools in our walk today. What are some recent messages thrown at you that are not God's voice? I think it's very important to pinpoint those because sometimes the loudest messages in our lives are going to be the false ones. They're not going to be the truth. So, for example, if you're on social media a lot, one of the messages that's being thrown at you is fear, fear, fear every day, fear. It just keeps coming and popping up and popping up. And the more you hear it, the more you believe it. But you have to recognize and write this down. That is not God's voice. What else in your life is not God's voice? The next question is a short one. God spoke to Elijah through a still small voice. How can you quiet down to hear this small voice? Next. Number five. What is the still small voice telling you lately? And this, this, I really want, um, I really want to offer you a gold nugget that changed my walk with God significantly. And that is every year of my life for the past two or three years, I've kept a notes in my phone, in my notes app, where I write the year daily directions. So, for example, the one that is active right now is 2023 Daily Directions. And whenever the Word of God jumps out at me the way that it does when when you know it's for you, or whenever a sermon hits the nail on the head of exactly what I needed to hear, or whenever I have those epiphany moments, or when a friend is talking to me and I'm like, wow, that was so good. It's not enough to tell a friend that was so good and encourage them. 
when when a friend gives us those advices it's for us take hold of those gold nuggets and write them down um and when you when you hear these things they're gonna seem like random right they're like points on a graph that are random but when you connect the dots they make a very clear trend um priscilla shire said it this way in her study discerning the voice of god and if you are um if you're a woman looking to deepen your walk with god that is a study i highly recommend one of the most life-changing studies that i've done but one of the things that she said was god's voice a lot of times in god's direction is like like you're standing on an airport runway at night if you stand there you're gonna see so many flashing lights all around you and you're gonna be confused and similarly in our walk you know if you talk to people that are going through a certain decision a lot of times you'll hear them say you know yesterday i I kind of felt like i was supposed to do this but today i heard this sermon and i i kind of feel like maybe i should do this i i don't know i'm just so confused and it's so easy to be overwhelmed and um your mind is boggled by these different lights flashing all around you do i go left do i go right i see lights on both sides what do i do from that vantage point it won't make sense but when you're an airplane in the sky looking down on all these lights they don't seem as far away like miles away they you see them as a very clear path that you're supposed to land on and so this says two things first of all you need to be connected to the source that sees everything from a vantage point and that has all these all these lights flashing for a reason right the the van the bird in the sky viewpoint sees everything clearly so you need to be connected to god who not only sees all these things clearly but he's the one that put them there but the second thing is never make decisions based off of one little light flashing so maybe that could be an advice a friend gave you and you're like wow that that sounds like really good advice well test it test it against the word of god test it against sermons that you've been hearing lately tested against the trajectory that god has been putting in your life or maybe a prophecy i'm a firm believer that god still speaks through prophecies today but don't ever make a decision just based off of one prophecy because god says to test these things and in his own way he will confirm it again and again god will never be upset at you for wanting to make sure God will never be upset at you for saying, God, I, I'm not, you could be honest with God. God, speak to me on a level that I understand. And that means I need to hear things over and over and over again. Um, so write that notes, those notes in your notes app. And over time, when you feel confused and when you feel like you don't know which direction God wants you to do, or for example, like what is the still small voice telling you lately? Take out your phone app, your notes app, and write it down. Write down the things that God has spoken to you. Write down anything God spoke to you today. Anything God speaks to you tomorrow. Write all this down and then read the whole thing. I guarantee you, you will see a theme. 
Like, for example, the theme in my life this year has been surrender. God has been telling me that in so many different ways, in so many different aspects. And even when it comes to decisions that I've had to make this year, and you have you have to have a listening heart because sometimes we could close ourselves off from God's direction. But if you have an open heart, God will make things clear. And it's like the signs were there all along of what he wanted you to do. And he will confirm and reconfirm his direction to you. Moving on, question number six. God had Elijah anoint the next king and prophet. Is there anyone in your life that God is asking you to mentor, pour into, or partner up with? A lot of times when we feel lonely, we are expecting someone to reach out to us. But it might just be that God is asking you to pour into someone else. Or like, oh, you see that you see that younger girl? Do you see how she kind of reminds you of you? There's a reason for that. And there's something I want you to teach her. Because I, I took you through certain lessons and certain values. Not just to keep those lessons for yourself, but to teach the next generation. Or maybe you are a younger girl. And there's there's somebody that you look up to in your church. Approach them. Ask them for advice or even for prayer. The relationship that can come from an older to younger um, sister in Christ is one of the most encouraging relationships that you will have. And it will be growth for both. I guarantee you. Don't feel like you're being a burden to somebody by asking them for advice. Because a lot of times as you are learning from their maturity, they are learning from your fire. The, the older generation brings maturity, but the younger generation brings a zest and a certain flavor, a certain um, spark. It's, I'm telling you, it's both ways when it comes to these mentoring relationships. Both people grow from it. Next question. God told Elijah that there are still 7,000 others. Do you believe that God still has his people even when it feels lonely. A lot of times when we're lonely, we we tend to make generalizations like everybody is gone astray. Every everybody is this whole society is is going downhill. Do you are you humble enough to admit that there are still others out there? There there was a book that I skimmed a couple of years ago. It was called Everybody is Normal Until You Get to Know Them. And it was built on this idea of, you know, feeling so worn out and so discouraged and disappointed that you're just, nobody seems normal to you anymore. And you, you come across as this porcupine where you desperately want to hug, but you have your spikes out. Are you being a porcupine or can you, can you, can you get to a point where you're like, okay, although I'm discouraged right now, God still has other people and this loneliness is just for a season it's not forever the truth is the godly path is a lonely path but god still didn't call you to do life alone so that leads to the last question how can you connect with the seven thousand others in an authentic way and what's stopping you there are many ways to connect with other people and maybe it's time to think outside the box 
maybe it's time to pour into instead of pouring in horizontally to people that you you think are in the same boat as you maybe connect to an older woman in the church or maybe a younger woman where you can mentor um another way that you could connect is i'm hoping through this podcast um that you can be encouraged by the idea that there are 7,000 other people there. And obviously, I'm being hypothetical when I say 7,000. But there are other people that are fighting this fight and feeling the same way that you are. You're not alone in, in your sentiment. Um, that's all I have for this first podcast. I I really enjoyed this passage. And I really think that a lot of people resonate with this idea of feeling lonely and i think that's that's the message that god has for us right now in the season of loneliness is you feel alone but you're not alone and there are seven thousand others out there that are going through the same thing that you're going through all right let's keep each other in prayer and be encouraged that you are not alone and that there are now i'm i'm praying for you all that feel this way and i hope that you all pray for me and praying for each other that um we would be encouraged to fight the good fight. That's the end of today's episode. I hope you found it encouraging. If you did, share it with a friend that could use a dose of hope. Stick around next week as I talk about how I found hope in the most unlikely place in our neighborhoods. And yes, I'm talking about abortion clinics. You won't want to miss this one.